tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is going on? Welcome to another new episode of the All Things Music podcast. We are back after a really long absence. Again, if you haven't listened to us before, we are pretty much one of the only podcasts that is music-based that does only in-person podcasting. So none of the remote shit, and really just because you lose a lot of camaraderie with your guests with remote, you can get into technical difficulties. So because of COVID and because of the music industry essentially being shut down for, God, it's been over a year now, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back, and that's a good sign because a lot of things are coming back, and that really has to do with the substance of this episode. But before we get into that, my co-host here, Ian Illyrian, going to butcher that fucking last name as always. How you doing, Ian? Good, good. How are you guys doing out there? Man, I, I hope everybody's good. We are about out of the hole here, about out of the COVID hole. Vaccinations are up. People are getting out. Summer's coming. And yeah, I mean, I'm no scientist, but things are looking good. So um, yeah, before we get into who we have on the podcast, do you have anything going on, Ian? I know like for me, it's been just stuff with the band that I'm not going to plug, but besides that, like I've been pretty much dead in the water as far as like getting anything productive done this winter because it's just been so dreadful. But you tell me, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on? Check out Audience of Rain no, on Spotify. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, other than work and school and everything else, uh, just doing what everybody else does in a normal nine to five work life, I guess, uh, and being sustainable and working remote and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else is there to say. <laughs> it's COVID times, you know. I won't say where you work, but congrats on a new job. You, uh, Ian, Ian, just recently get, when I got, got into a new career that looks to be very promising. So things looking up for for Ian too. Pro- yeah, lucrative, I guess, would be a good word for it. But uh, without further ado, let's introduce our guest today. This is Dan Jansen, the co-founder and general manager of Incarceration. In- oh my God, I fucking butchered it. Incarceration <laughs> Festival. Uh, if those for those that don't know, it's probably one of the biggest rock festivals, especially in the Midwest. It is at uh, Ohio State Reformatory every year in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, you know the big haunted building that's on all the Discovery channels and YouTube and all that stuff. So, what is going on, Dan? Not too much. I don't think you butchered it that bad. A lot of people call it incarnation, and I'm like, this isn't a flower here. Like, you know what I mean? Like a no. carnation. I'm like incarceration. Yeah, it's not a hippie so, festival. No, you did. Yeah, you did. Although great, you might so. get some hippies, but maybe a few. It's you know, it's yeah, okay. We invite yeah. everybody. Very diverse community. That is the first time I've ever butchered that name, though. So of course, leave it to me <laughs> to do it good. on the podcast when I really shouldn't. But um, it took us a while to get it together too. I mean, and, and we we've been running this thing since 2018. So sure. It's like, well, before it was called Ink in the Clink, which is was. even harder to say, believe it or not, because there's just so many words. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, Ink and the Clink, I you know, I, I wasn't around back then. Sure. I don't know much about it. Um I, I know it was a lot smaller. Um you know, I, I, I uh we came in kind of fresh. They wanted some fresh stuff going on with it, so uh, we came up with the name incarceration. Actually, I came up with it. I I came. I'm gonna say weeks. I have Mike, our our tattoo uh, manager for that entire section, and we're also one of the co-founders of the festival. So he's sitting next to me. Say hello, Mike. Hi. I was that's gonna say that, he didn't want to speak. That's he about. That's about all like, you're I'm gonna, not talking, <laughs> but I think he's gonna have some things to say. So that's, that's all you're gonna get out of Mike, right? Uh, um, 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I came up with incarceration, obviously trying to just think of a, of a good pun with, uh, you know, lock, locking up in prisons and ink. So No, it's honestly yeah. better than all, what a lot of people could have came up with, including myself. I'm a big fan of one-name festivals. Yeah. I like, I just, just for me personally, I always like that. Um, and it looks, looks cool on a t-shirt, so, hey, It does. You know what yeah, I mean? The font matches every, I mean, everything from a from an aesthetic point of view makes sense branding-wise. So, yeah, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Definitely, definitely. I think, uh, you know, our first year we were, you know, kind of a bunch of renegades thrown in this thing, being local from Ohio. We never put on anything like of this size. And, uh, you know, it was, um, you know, it was just, it was interesting, like, doing it. And, and I think a lot of people were surprised, you know, that this was in Mansfield and this was coming after what was there before and the other festival. Because it was, like I said, we... I think we tripled it in size the first year yes. from what was there prior to us and then by 2019 we had tripled the first year of incarceration and then obviously it's grown every year I it mean. has yeah 2020 obviously we <laughs> that was what it was uh <laughs> didn't have a festival but uh this year you know it's been pretty incredible with the selling out in like a week and a half was like it blew all of our minds nice. like we actually didn't expect that whatsoever Nuts. yeah so absolutely and uh just a little sidebar because again i'm not trying to plug my band but before i was in my band uh-huh they played the i want to say it was the first ever ink in the clink there and you go they played to uh maybe 100 people in a parking lot okay. so talk about growth i mean yeah. you know if you're playing an opening set now at incarceration you're probably still going to have a few thousand people so yeah that's yeah. i know we have a we had a third stage this year for a lot of like the uh, like I say, local, regional, kind of unsigned artists. There's actually a few, uh, you know, bigger bands on that. Friend of the podcast, Chris yeah. Bianchi, yeah. told me that he he is co-sponsored that stage. That is Chris Bianchi. Yep, yep. yeah, yep. So he, he's uh, been on the show before. Yeah, Chris and I go way back, um, a long a long ways. So Chris is awesome. Uh, he that he's just another guy that from this area that's mm-hmm. really found uh, uh, himself into the music industry like for real you know what i mean yeah. and really doing a lot of stuff and some great bands on, under his belt and some that are, are are really making some waves so um yeah he's he's awesome so he's I'm, I'm really happy for him and what he's been able to accomplish and uh yeah and he's doing our whole third stage this year so i mean he they're sponsoring the stage um he put together a lot of the groups for it um and yeah we're excited about it see where that goes so if we continue hopefully we continue to do that every year and then maybe we'll come full circle and yes. uh you know, maybe an uh, audience of Rain uh, would like to maybe do the event someday. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, um, <laughs> my band will be very happy to hear that you just said that. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about that. But yeah. before we talk about anything else uh, for the listeners, I want to give some direction, I suppose. Uh, Danny Wimmer Presents has actually uh, commissioned us to do a ticket giveaway during this podcast. I'm not going to do it right now because then you'll just tune out as soon as as soon as I give you the uh, little trivia question that we're going to give you. But I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to talk about it at a random time during this episode. So hopefully you tune in the whole time and 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 hear the uh, trivia question. And what I'll do is when I post it into the Incarceration Facebook group and other places on our socials, um, I will say go ahead and listen and give me the answer to the trivia question and whoever gets. The answer right, I'll pick from random, and that's who will win two two uh, weekend general admission wristbands for Incarceration 2021. So if you're listening, keep listening so you can win two wristbands for this year's festival. Without further ado, any more of that, we will uh, move on. Ian, do you have anything you want to talk about before I dive into the, the meat and potatoes of Incarceration? Two wristbands for free. What a deal. That's a pretty good deal. Nice plug. Uh, they're they're high deal. demand right now. I saw StubHub had a few on there for like uh, quite a bit of money. So I, yes. think, uh, I think it's uh, definitely good that you're doing that. I mean, they're definitely it's going to be uh, a hot commodity, and, and we're happy that you've got two to give away here. Absolutely. Awesome. Very thrilled about that. 
I want to talk to you about how you 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 personally got into all of this because no one yeah. just walks into being a festival co co founder. <laughs> you just don't do it. There's a lot that goes into that. So tell me about how how that came about. Well, I I. I went to bed one night and I woke up the next day and I had this job and I was like, wow, what are we, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So I, essentially, <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it is kind of an interesting story. Um, and I'll try to condense it down as much as possible here. But, uh, so a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I, uh, I, I played in a band. Um, and, and, and my good friend Mike here was actually working with our band. We were just, you know, doing gigs. What was the was, name of the band? Oh gosh, uh, I don't want to plug that one. No, it's, it was, we were called Last August. Uh, okay. Yeah, very uh, early two thousands ish sounding, but yeah, okay. it was uh, it was okay. We did we did we did some cool stuff. So, but long story short, um, you know, Mike and I had had worked together back then, and um, you know, we'd been friends for twenty years, and uh, the the guy that was actually um, funding and, and was funding Ink and the Clink. Um, not the promoter, but the guy actually funding it uh, had been had been working on that event, and that event went went away, went under, went out of you know whatever happened there. Right. And uh, long story short, um, you know the reformatory was was interested in, in having an event there still, you know. Um, so uh, Mike Kaminsky was his name was who knew Mike Galbraith over here. Uh, they they had chatted about. Um, about doing it and he's like you know do i know any do you know anybody that could maybe put this on whatever else he goes well my good buddy dan you know he books shows and he does like events and things like that so uh you know he was able to arrange that meeting and um you know we sat down we just kind of talked about it i you know i had known about ink and the clink i i kind of was aware of it um and i was doing like club size shows at the time you know just as a independent promoter and um you know essentially i you know sat down i kind of had a vision of what i would what i would do different from that event what i would look to you know do out you know how what you know future growth things like that like you know i was like well do you want to put on like a uh you know like a, a backyard barbecue or do you want to put on a music festival you know what i mean and i really felt that um with the prison and the backdrop and just they had something there you know what i mean that's definitely a unique venue 100 um could be a really boutique type festival so um you know laid out my vision uh immediately he's like you know what i don't know anybody else so you've got the job and uh, so, <laughs> so like um I, you know if you guys think you can pull this off and i was like yeah i do so um immediately left the meeting um turned to turned to Galbraith over here in the car and said um dude i have to really figure out how to do everything i, I just said i knew how to do in there like really quickly <laughs> here you know so <laughs> well, yeah but they say that's what you do at job interviews like if they ask you do you know how to do this sure. you say yes yeah. you learn on the fly <laughs> No, so I mean, I, I had known a lot of it. I was more joking, but at the same time, it was uh, it was definitely a feat the first year, and, yeah. and then um, you know, we we pulled it off, and and it seemed like the fans dug it. So you know, we went back for a second year, and uh, and definitely didn't expect to see that kind of growth from year one to year two. It's it's not normal for festivals. It's really a gradual sure a gradual growth process. But um, you know, it just kind of the right things aligned. You know, and I always say like uh, you know, there was definitely a lot of luck involved with it, but. You know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, and I kind of felt like, you know, I had been preparing for an event like this. I'd studied enough up on it, and um, you know, I'd been around it my whole life. So I just, I really had a, a niche for it and, and a passion for it. And I, I, I honestly, the the funnest thing for me is like, I, I was just so happy to have an opportunity to be from Ohio, putting on an Ohio music festival. Yeah, like, you don't you know, see that. A lot of people don't yeah. understand that most of these guys that. You know, it's no fault of their own, but most of these guys that put on these major festivals are mm -hmm. L.A. people, sure, or New York yeah, people, absolutely. You know, and it's so to be able to put something on in like you know your home state, and you know, literally an hour and a half from where I grew up, and and all that stuff. It was just really cool, and, and to watch this thing grow into what it's become, it's just been a pretty unbelievable process. 
Um, but yeah, and that's that's the long story short of how it happened. So it was literally um, <laughs> just a couple of random acts of things, and and uh, turned into you know this gig, and and then eventually, obviously, after about the first two years, uh, got made co-owner of it, um, and uh, yeah, and the rest is kind of history at this point. Sure. So so, so when you started it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that we all understand that Ink and the Clink was a very, I don't want to say amateur in a bad w- yeah. light, but yeah. it was it was very, you know, put together with not a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. When you went in there, did you feel like, at least from your perspective, because like you said, you you booked a lot of events, but mm-hmm. this was your first festival. Big, yeah, oh yeah, big time. So mm-hmm. did you feel like the pressure was perhaps off because... The bar was a little lower, and you could you could you you could you could really make it. You know, wh- that's an what, interesting way of putting it. I, I, yeah, I, listen, I don't know the guys who did yeah. the old one, and I'm not trying to throw shade. Yeah, but but the the reality of it is that mm-hmm. you know, for those of us that did go to Ink and the Clink, it, it was it's not what incarceration is. Right, right. So maybe you had a a a, a certain perspective and attitude going into it, where you could be a little bit more flexible because you knew that. Pretty much, you were going to succeed from a relative perspective. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think the the pressure was was still there, just because you know, you obviously, you know, we were entrusted with you know a pretty, you know, these things aren't cheap to put on, and when you have an a, an owner like a like Mike, who was the co owner of the festival, and and you know, you're entrusted with with you know a lot of money, you know what I mean? To put some of these events on and, and it was, uh, and that's scary. And, you know, we, we knew going in that, you know, you don't, you don't profit money on your first couple of years as a festival. It just doesn't happen. A lot of people actually don't know that. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're expected that it's a, it's a, it's a year, a couple of years, you know, process to, you know, to build it to a point where, you know, it's, it's a successful event. Um, so that was, there was a lot of pressure there, but at the same time, like it was, I, it was, I was kind of naive, I guess. Cause I, we didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't know what the expectations were. We didn't know, like, you know, I hadn't been to that event, so I wasn't, I never saw it. I, just, I was aware of it, you know. So, you know, I just kind of went in f- with a fresh look on it and, and and just started fresh. I don't think we used, you know, hardly any of the same staffing or, or much of anything. We, you know, we brought in our own company to do staging and, you know, hired our own production managers, you know, and it, it, we had an, enough connections in the, with throughout the industry locally to put together a good team to put it on that ran, you know, ran it smooth and ran it nice and, you know, we had some real, real good guys early on that were real professional with like just the setups and uh, the egress and the flow of traffic through the event and, and all that stuff that so like doesn't seem important, but it is, you know. And so it was a learn on the go, you know, as, as you kind of go about it. But um, yeah, I mean, there was I think you, you're right, though, to an extent there wasn't a ton of pressure from the previous event because it, but on my angle, it was only because I did, I was just being naive. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know like what they did. You know, we came in with kind of a different idea, different setup. We weren't trying to copy anything and it was just like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And here's our vision of it. You know, I don't think you could really copy anything anyway by having it at a reformatory. Right. Yeah. You know, who else does yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was about the only similarity I think between the two events is they were at the, the same venue <laughs> that had a prison there, which is, you're right though. It's really hard to copy. Um, you know, I had been in previous years to like, you know, rock on the range and I've been to some of these yeah. bigger festivals and, uh, you know, you obviously like, you, you know, dream to be able to put something on like that and, and, you know, of that caliber, but you know, it, it was, uh, that, that's kind of what I was more like, like wow we have to like compare to these guys down the street that are like you know 
going to wipe us off the map every single year. You know what I mean? Well, you guys seem to be uh, doing pretty good with it so far. Well, we made friends with those guys. Right. I'm, I'm and I was just gonna, to the newest thing that happened. And yeah. I was just going to ask you, at what point in time did you come in kind of correlation with Danny Winter Presents in the in this timeline here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we had always been huge admirers of theirs, and, uh, you know, just as a young promoter, like, I just I thought what they did was amazing. I mean, I think a lot of people tend to forget that, you know, Danny Wimmer presents as an independent promoter. They're not yeah. one of the big boys, and they sometimes get lumped in that because they do so many big events. Um, but, you know, they started off smaller, too, and, and uh, you know, they were able to build that into, like, you know, from from a business standpoint, from, like, another promoter standpoint, it's like that's what you dream to be able to do. It's like being in a, a smaller band and want to become a bigger band, you know, and that's kind of like where, you know, what they've done, and, they, and they're – you know they're they're really hands on, and I was just so surprised how cool they were. You know what I mean? Like they actually called me. Um, I want to say, uh, first time we spoke was in February of 2020. So we had just announced, and uh, it was before the whole COVID shutdown and everything. But uh, you know they just reached out and and um, were just very friendly, kind of just like to say hi. It wasn't a business meeting. You know what I mean? It was more or less. Like, hey, we've never talked to each other. We have events that are, you know, an hour away. And right. we just, you know, just kind of shot the shit for like an hour on the phone. And and it was just really pleasant. You know what I mean? And I was, I didn't know what I was expecting going into that call because I was like, you know, are they, you are kind they of expect yeah, some type of LA, yeah, big, like, or like big wig type thing where they're, they're kind of <laughs> right. punctual and, you know, like you're going to attend a board meeting. Or, or are they going to be mean to me? You know what right. I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, so, you know, you never know, but uh, no, it was just a great convo. And then we, we just followed that up with more. We just kind of, especially during the COVID stuff, we kind of yeah. kept in touch and just discussed different stuff and they'd see how are you, how are you guys doing? You know, how are you guys doing? And, you know, we were just kind of like just talking, I think a lot of promoters and, and even agents and, and just the whole industry was like, it felt, it felt it together. You know what I mean? It wasn't like one, nobody was happy for anybody at that point. It was like, you know, it was really like, let's just try to support each other and hold each other up. And it was just nice to have like some com uh, camaraderie, you know, around the industry, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, just a bunch of conversations, you know, and then, and then in, I want to say my timeline would be a little off, but like around June or so, you know, we started talking about 2021 and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the game plan, and, and and that's when, you know, Danny was just like, you know, hey, would you guys ever think about becoming part of the DWP family, you know, and and I was like, yeah, I mean, absolutely, that sounds like a great Certainly. idea, but I mean, I can't make that decision on my own, but I would you know, love to talk to people, and so, you know, after after a couple of weeks, months of just going going through stuff and, and talking about it, and we just decided to jump on in, and, and then, in, in my mind, I felt like that was, like, we reached the level that we were going to reach as a festival, um, and, and, and partnering up with those guys, it was going to elevate us to the next level, um, you know, which is puts us in a spot to be able to get a Slipknot or a Mudvayne, which was, you know, I'm sure you guys read the article about Mudvayne. I mean, yeah. that was Danny, you know what I mean? Like Danny's able to put these bands together like that. And, and really, I mean, th there's a reason that they are at where they're at, you know what I mean? And, and what sure. they do. And, uh, so that was really exciting for us. Um, you know, it was able to elevate this, I think to the next level, which, a lot of people are going to see in 2021. I mean, our setup's going to be different. Our stages are bigger. The bands are big. You know, it's, it's going to be a huge festival. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised, you know, to see this in the small off market of Mansfield, Ohio. So we're pretty excited to bring this in 2021 for sure. Yeah. And I think Danny Wimmer Presents actually had a similar path to what you're on now when they were Rock on the Range and, mm -hmm. and, and the many other festivals that all have changed names by this point. Yeah. They were partnered with AEG, which is the big wig company or one of they the are. big ones. Yeah. Them and Live Nation kind of run the shit. Mm -hmm. And then they got to a point, 
and I'm not saying you're going to do this. I don't yeah. think you should. And I, 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 you know, I can't speak on what what anyone represents <laughs> as businesses were. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But when they got to a certain point, they said, "Thank you, AEG, for getting us to this point. We're going to do it on our own now." And that that's kind of the rise of DWP. Because I mean, I was at I was at the second uh, Rock on the Range ever. Oh wow! And it's yeah. nothing compared to what what it is now like I mean, well, yeah sonic called is the just... super, super bowl of rock oh yeah you know? easily yep so sonic temple as it is now yeah mm-hmm. I, I, it took me a while to get used to that uh, yeah i still <laughs> I, I still call it rock in the range all the time on right. accident you know what i mean like yeah but uh, uh it's like my mecca but uh yeah i i think it, it's cool that you were able to because like you say there's a lot of promoters out there i know plenty of them just being in the business and being in a band and all this stuff yeah there's a lot of promoters out there who are just not not necessarily nice people, and even mm-hmm. more so, there's a lot of ego involved. And yeah, it's it, it's one of those. It's, it's a thing where where you can humble yourself when a, when a company that's bigger than than you says, yep. "Hey, we'd like to help," and and you know they want their their portion of the pie, and they want sure. the, yeah. whatever. But to sit there and and say, "Okay, this is my baby," but I, I don't want it to just be my baby. I want to share in the prosperity. Yeah, that's a big deal because, like I say, there's a lot of promoters who just don't want anything to do with that kind of culture. Yeah, and I think that I think that another big difference is like, uh, you know, for, from our perspective, and I could probably even speak to Mike over here as well. Like, you know, we never even looked at it as like this was our baby. Like we were like. We felt like it was Ohio's, and that sounds maybe a little cliche, but that's the truth. I mean, I think we were always fan oriented, and like, look, like this is like, we're we're like as much fans as anybody else here. You know, we're happy to be doing this, and but the, I mean, I think there is a, a huge humbleness with our festival where, you know, we're only gonna last as long as the fans keep coming. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you, you really, we really tried to focus on being fan oriented and 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 making sure that like people are liking what we're doing and people are liking the bands we're bringing. Like I, when I book a show, like when I'm looking at bands for the festival, it's like, like I'm booking the bands that, that I would want to see there. You know what I mean? And sure. So it, a lot of this, it really feels pretty natural to do. And, um, you know, with bringing those guys, those guys in, they seem to have a lot of the same mindset. And, uh, and I really like, you know, wh- wh- where we're going with this fest and how, and how much it's going to you know end up growing up mm-hmm. here. So, but yeah, those guys, uh, well, there was an original point I was getting to here, and I lost my train of thought. That's but, okay. Uh, That's a podcast yeah. for you. <laughs> it's a podcast for you. <laughs> we did have Danny Hayes on the show yeah. uh, about two years ago now, I think two years ago, and we didn't know what to expect either. I just reached out to him on Facebook, similar as I did with you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, man, uh, you want to be on the And it was one of our only, re- <laughs> right. only remote episodes we've done, but he was you know, a joy to talk to and somebody mm-hmm. who – who was, it was not, you know, he lives in L.A. just like Danny Wimmer and all those guys, and you don't know what to expect, but he was just like <laughs> the most friendly guy in the world, and he's like, hey, thanks for having me on. You guys want some press passes? We're like, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I think uh, you have to go into it with an open mind mm-hmm. and really, uh, you know, uh, uh, embrace what, what kind of camaraderie you're going to get because you never know. Yeah. Um, the one thing that we a lot of people are going to want to hear and what I actually am interested in as well is the talent buying perspective. Sure. So before Danny Wimmer was involved, mm-hmm. who within your co-ownership or ownership was in charge of talent buying? I was, okay. yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so there's a lot that goes into that. Sure. And yep. <laughs> one of the things is, is obviously – being extremely aware of industry trends mm-hmm. and being yep. extremely aware of, of what sells, but also don't let metrics alone blind you. And there's a, there's a lot of, 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 I guess, moral quandary that you have to go through when you're doing talent buying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you have a specific formula that you'd like to use that, that when you were putting together a bill, especially a festival where things have to be a little more eclectic than just a, a local club show? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we obviously do some fan polling. Um, you know, we obviously listen to what, like, I think, at the, especially at the end of 2020, uh, we put out several polls. We had like 6,000 votes come in. And I don't think it's a secret who the number one band was, was Slipknot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so pro- I probably voted yeah, a few times like, from a few accounts. <laughs> literally, literally, that was the number one voted band. But you have a ton of others on there as well. But it really gave us a good thing for 2020. But in the past, before, you know, before this year, um, yeah, I mean, my process was pretty simple. I mean, obviously, I had my favorites, the ones that I liked. And I was, like, looking at it from a fan angle. Like, okay, well, if I like it, then I'm sure a lot of people do, you know. I thought I had a pretty good taste in music. So, <laughs> um, and then also, you know, we look at, like... I do a lot of like billboard searching, you know what I mean? So I'm looking at the charts, I'm watching those, see who's who's charting. Interesting. You look at the bottom of the charts, you know, at the the you know, go down to like 30 through 50 and like you see ones and you can see who's hot, who's going up, you know. So that you know, you find a lot of like up and coming bands that way as well. Um and there's been a few, I mean, that, that have been booked that that you know, when we booked them, they were like number, you know, 38 on the rock chart and by the time the show rolls around they're in the top 10, you know. So it it really it's um that's one trend. And then obviously there's always the, the metrics of like, you know, Polestar and pulling their box office numbers, um, you know, and not just looking at box office alone, but also looking at similar markets to ours. So like, I don't just look at the overall box office numbers. I'll be like, okay, last time they were in Cleveland, you know, where they played, what the capacity was, how many people were in there. And, and then also, you know, like, you know, other markets that are similar, like Detroit, similar market, you know, Pittsburgh, similar market. So, yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of research involved with it. And, you know, you start off with a wish list of like, you know, 100 bands you want to book. And before it's said and done, then you've got to go and see, you know, agents will submit artists as well. You know, like here's your, you know, here's bands that are that are available. They're touring through the area, whatever else. And so it really is kind of funny how it works. But you have your wish list when you start. Like, I want to have these guys. And... um that always gets narrowed down, you know what I mean? And then and you obviously have to work that within a certain budget, you know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting process. I mean, it takes us at least, you know, three, four months to book a show, you know, to book a festival. So it's definitely a, a long, drawn-out process, but, I mean, it's really fun. I, I think I've discovered more music doing this than anything else in the world because, like, you're just constantly listening to something new. Oh, right. uh, Octane as well. I mean, they're they're a great resource too because they play a lot of stuff that a lot of radio. Ryan's a huge yep. fan of them. Oh, yep. he's got yep. dudes pi- uh, picture in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liquid. I always get the two. Ma- I don't listen. Yeah, no, to but that's radio. still a good one, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's definitely you know they play a lot of new music and yeah. um, a lot of stuff that you're not gonna hear like you know. MMS or, or the Blitz or like, you know, some of the other local stations. Um, so it's like, you know, it, it's interesting. And I think it's a cool, a cool way to find bands. And so just all the way around. I mean, it's, it's a process. I mean, I think one of the bands we booked this year you found was that silent, silent theory. Yeah. Like he sent me a band. He's like, Hey, check out these guys. And they're, you know, they're not a massive band yet, but, uh, right. you know, checked them out. We, and it was, it was good. So we like to try to find some like, um, up and comers that we can, you well, know, give a, a platform more eclectic too. It does. Yeah, that's the part of the things where you're gonna have bring more mm-hmm. other people that aren't into the more mainstream stuff, and that's how you really grow something long term. I think. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, and I think that you know we've been trying to find our niche like for since we started, you know, and you kind of go like, where, what is, what is this festival gonna be long term, you know? Right. And I think that you know we've gotten to the point now where we we see it, we know the vision, we know the kind of bands we're gonna have, and I think that. 2021 is definitely going to be um, like kind of our similar format 
moving forward. So right. heavy, hard rock, and metal. You know what I mean? And I think that that's where we're going. It just fits the you know the prison. It fits the whole uh, culture of it. So. Uh, we, we've kind of dabbled in other stuff. I mean, I think our first year we had like Our Lady Peace play, which is one of my favorite bands. But I was like, you know, like so we've definitely, you know, we probably won't see something like that in, in, like in moving forward with the festival. But I mean, it was great while we were trying to find our way around and see what, right, what was kind the of audience. Establish what you want to do. Yeah. So I think, but I, to your point though, I do think being eclectic is important, and um, you know, in bringing in different styles within the main. You know, you obviously have hard rock and metal. It's a so many sub genres in those, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a million different sub genres. So I think we, but we'll, I think we'll work moving forward within that, within those two main uh, styles. So, uh, to back up a second, you mm-hmm. said you basically have to plan everything three or four months ahead of time. So mm-hmm. out of curiosity, the mud vein thing. Yeah. I mean, how long have I known? Yeah, you care. You want to explain that? I've known since July, and it's the hardest secret to hold ever. Like no joke. Since July. Since July. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like it was. Um, it was definitely one of the hardest secrets to hold on to. Um, and, you know, I, we probably leaked out so many, like, sec- like hints on it yeah. over, like, the last few months. Uh, you know, um, it, I know Hayes had a big one, like, a couple days before we mm-hmm. before we did. He kind of gave it away. He kind of gave it away, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. were like, maybe we went a little too far with that one. I think that was that just kind of gave it away. But, you know, yeah, it's been it – was, it was something I was so excited about um, when Wimber told me, and I was just like – like he's like, what do you guys? Would you guys be interested in in Mudvayne? You know, headlining like and no, I was absolutely like, not. I was like, no way, no <laughs> freaking way. Were you kidding? No. So like, uh, I was like, of course, yeah. Like that's a great idea. So, um, we you know we dabbled back and forth on you know like headliner or do we just make up direct support, whatever else to like one of the different headliner that day or co-headline. So we went back and forth on it a lot and just trying to decide what was going to make the most sense and ultimately obviously decide on headline. I think that it's makes the, sense. It's the first show back, you know what I mean? Over a decade. It, yeah, yeah, and this is the first one. So it's like let's – this just made a lot of sense for incarceration and and uh, obviously like it really worked out. People were so excited about it and I think it's going to be – People that are going to Inc. are excited. Now, if you follow the Blue Ridge people, which, <laughs> which it should not be a – competition it really should no, no, unfortunately this yeah. year you're on the same weekend so it is it's yeah. gonna be yeah so I, the, the, I like yeah they're oh go sorry uh, no i just say the blue ridge people are are all mad at dwp for making it an exclusive mm-hmm. lineup yeah. item mudvayne yeah. you know mudvayne's not going to be on any other festivals Correct, other yeah. than dwp but people who actually understand the industry that's 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 a normal thing that's it's a, a normal thing yeah. yeah it's not they didn't you know it's not like you're blocking them from playing other events it's mm-hmm. like this is you know they were they're the ones that worked really hard to get that band you know what I mean so of course they're gonna you know so it's 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 you know it is what it is I mean I, sure. I won't get too much into it but yeah I agree I mean there, there definitely should be competition we're on the same weekend this year which which was abnormal uh, obviously. I assume in future years that won't be the case I, no I, I we I think we plan to go back into summer for 2022. I like that. Um, you know, we, we did this year, we just, we were confident that we would have a show in July. There was confidence there, but, um, we wanted to be sure cause we had such a good yeah. lineup and we had this, these, these things that were like, you know, we didn't want to have to give like a, like a, a half experience to the fans. No, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I and, think, um, yeah. I think that coming back from this year, we wanted to come out swinging, you know what I mean? And I felt like that was going to be, you know, I didn't think, I didn't really, we didn't see it as like. You know, I know there was other festivals that week. I mean, Louder Than Life was like the weekend, two, two, weekends, two after weekends after ours. After. So, right. you know, that was probably more of a consideration than anything else because it was like, you know, that one's closer uh, to us. I, I think Blue Ridge is at least Virginia, 500 eight miles hours. away. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 
you know, there's no radius claw stuff there. I mean, with any, so, I mean, there was really, we didn't feel there would be a big competition there or any kind of like thing. And, you know, honestly, like John, I mean, I've not, I know John personally, like he's a friend of mine. So, I mean, it, the, the, any, any sort of like back and forth that's gone on has been completely yeah. fan. Oh, of course it is. It's so always like, like know, that with festivals is with like with bands, with yeah. sports. It doesn't matter. It's all fan driven. The owners stuff. are all friends with each other yeah. on every sports team too. There's spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. So, so, I mean, I think, I think they're going to do fine this year. I mean, they're going to, they're probably going to sell out. And I think that, you know, every festival, there's such a demand in the market right now for live music. Um, and they, and they're in a different, they're in a different area of the country where mm-hmm. there isn't, a lot going on for so they've got a good area, you know. A lot of the looking life. phone service out there. I was looking on Google yeah, Maps at the place <laughs> I've never been, and I lo- I love their lineup. But I was yeah. looking at it and I'm like, this is really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, not even like there's not a little major city close by. Like Mansfield's, I understand it's also in the middle of nowhere, but it's it only an hour away yeah. from, from Akron. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's we, we're I think we're about an hour from Akron, an hour from Columbus, an hour from Cleveland. So it's pretty yeah. centrally located. And I think uh, Sandusky's an hour too. So okay, there's a there, we're definitely in a good in a good area in Ohio here, you know. So I we're we're definitely we lucked out with that. I mean, Ohio's obviously got a, a large population, and you know, to be centrally located is is a plus. I mean, there the minus is is that. Um, I think all the hotels are sold out now from like literally Mansfield yeah. all the way to Columbus. So, yeah, so that's the like, one thing that's a struggle, and that's why I'm, I'm thankful that I live where I live. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we need to get more camping for sure. Like, we need to sure. find uh, more camping areas around there. But, I mean, you know, it's – I mean, I think the, the local economy people like it. I mean, they definitely oh, have absolutely. A, lot of, a lot of stuff. But, yeah, it's – we definitely would love to have more hotels in the area just, you know – but you know, again, we, we you never know our- how trends could go. They could build yeah. them for. I mean, no one's going to build a hotel for one weekend. But, right, right. But if they start to see, you know, this maybe we do, maybe we need to do some more weekends then at the prison, like that well, throughout the up. year. I think uh, that's, that's probably, fine too. Maybe, maybe. yeah. Let's go uh, January fifteenth, <laughs> and we'll just all freeze our butts off. We'll go for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have we'll have like it'll be like some kind of snow theme to it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to double back real quick, and you yeah. said that, and it, this is this is probably the the best thing I've heard so far in our mm-hmm. conversation is that incarceration festival is going to maintain a format of rock and metal yes and i am somebody who likes a wide variety of music and Mm -hmm. i get a lot of that out of sonic temple louder than life because they do a really good job gary spivak specifically Mm -hmm. does a very good job of of booking some hip-hop that maybe some some uh people from other generations maybe don't like as much or booking uh, I mean, indie bands. You know, the Strokes were on were on Sonic Temple a couple of years ago, and that's not a band that's that you awesome. would. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, you would. Maybe it was. No, it was a couple of years ago. I'm trying to like remember because the one that got canceled, I still have that lineup in my head too, and I'm <laughs> right. like, which one was which? Yeah. But nonetheless, it is nice to have a festival that you know the format before mm-hmm. you even buy tickets. Yeah. So a festival that was similar to like Mayhem Fest when it was a thing. Yep. Uh, or for the super extreme metal like Summer Slaughter, or even Warp Tour was was so eclectic that you knew, regardless of who you are, what your taste of music is, you're going to have a stage that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. So I like that that you said that because you're going to have a, a vo- very loyal group of people who go to this festival who know what they're going to expect from this year, the next year, the year after that, year after that. Yeah. Especially, and this is more personal, someone like myself who uh, I think modern, modern metalcore, deathcore, that kind of stuff, that's my go-to because... I mean, not not only do I just like the music itself, which I love, but I think from a live perspective, when you get those mosh pits, those walls of death, those crowd <laughs> surfing, and, and again, disclaimer, at your own risk, of course, but that 
We don't encourage it at all. You're no, not allowed. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that stuff really, you know, it, it, it's 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 a lot more fun from from an entertaining standpoint. Mm-hmm. You're not just. I've been to plenty of concerts where you just stand there and you watch the band, or you stand in there and you do a little dancing. Or whatever. Right. It's not the same experience <laughs> when you get when you get a band like like you booked Spite or mm-hmm. uh, August Burns Red Kill Switch Engage. We can go up and down the lineup. You're gonna have some pretty awesome visuals and, and fun times you know ahead of you so i think that's that's really cool that you were able to especially this year i, I know last year when you when you had the lineup it, there were some good bands that i really enjoyed on there especially yeah. like amir attila uh but you also had like weezer bling way too and stuff which is awesome we tried too. we tried something a little different no um. I, I really think that would have. <laughs> i think that honestly that would have went really well i, yeah. I would have been stoked to see those bands yeah but, but when you can it's almost like uh, too much of a good thing too, because when you're going to to different stages and you're like, oh crap, which band do I want to see right now? Because oh, I've yeah. got this band and this band going at the same time. But it's a it's a nice problem to have. So I, I yeah, and we and, and we don't have that at at Inc. I mean, we our stages are 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 staggered. Okay. So like uh, we never have crossovers on the the main two stages. That's so, good to hear. We have a we have a, like I said a smaller third stage. There w- there will be a little crossover on that one, but that stage runs from about eleven to three in the afternoon. Okay. So, but yeah, for for the the main two stages, it literally just goes back and forth. So. There's definitely no crossover. That's a which very you don't mayhem to, fest type of thing because that's yeah, what they used to you do. You want as to well. pick it. You want to pick who you want to see on it, which is a nice thing. I think I was one of my favorite things on a festival is that. So I was like, you know, I like I like that idea, and that was something we kind of stuck with. Plus, I mean, to be to be quite honest, we just don't have the room to put three three it is main stages where you've got like you know bands rotating all day or, or overlapping. You know that there it becomes a sound issue at that point. Yes, so, for sure. Um, like I said, we have kind of a small a small area to work with, smaller area. We did expand this year, so that's good. That's good. It's a good thing. So when when you did have the DWP partnership, mm-hmm. when it came to talent buying, yeah, was Gary like I'm I'm doing this, or he wanted your help, or so so actually uh, for for Inc. It was uh, Amanda. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know Amanda. Amanda Amanda <laughs> was uh, is like is uh, basically. I, I, I might have talked to her on an email before. Perhaps. Yeah, you might, you might. Yeah, so yeah, Amanda, Amanda works for them, and she did a lot of the talent buying this year. Okay. Um, I mean, she she was she was awesome. Well, she good was, job, Amanda. Yeah, she I love did a it. phenomenal job. So, <laughs> you know, I basically with her and I, I mean, we just discussed the bands, and then she handled it from there. That's so, cool. Um, you know, I had my wish list of who I was like, hey, what about this? You know, and and then, uh, but we definitely worked hand in hand on it, and it was uh, we, we had a blast. I mean, it was a great partnership with her, and like it was. We knocked this thing out in a couple of months, and uh, we had fun doing it. So we're already talking about 2022. Like it's like we have ideas for next year, you know. So it's really cool. Uh, random, and I don't know. This is more of a Ryan thing, and you might know what it is too. But I think I was about ready to buy my Lost Lands tickets, Lost Lands Festival, the Excision Festival. It's like uh-huh. dubstep festival yep. for those who don't know. And I found out that incarceration is on the same weekend. And I believe they're like within thirty minutes of each other. Random fact. Are we really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm gonna go to the dubstep festival, then they're gonna have this <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit, it's on the same weekend. <laughs> but Lost Lands at the same weekend as us? I no believe one, no, no wonder I, there's no it's, hotels. <laughs> it's September tenth. I can't I think uh, but uh, I thought that was interesting too. So there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of stuff going on. Like September is absolutely packed. It's oh, not. It? Oh, oh it's... then I can still go. I got my dates mixed up. <laughs> I think it's the same weekend as Louder Than Life. Yeah. That's what so it now was. You can, now you've got a decision to make. Yeah. Than, it was Louder Than Life. And when, and... That, and when that lineup drops on Friday, you're going to be you... really having oh, some decisions to make. Friday? Yes. I <laughs> didn't even realize that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they announced Corn, Stained, and 
Yeah, we're the, we're the two announcements I think today. Beartooth and Knocked Loose yeah, as they well. Did a, yeah, they did Beartooth and Knocked Loose yesterday, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, I, I might, yeah, it's going to be good. So <laughs> he wants, he wants to the, say something, that, but he can't. I can't. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say nothing. But I'm, I, I'm I will say this much. I, I would get your tickets right away for Louder Than Life. I got I to gotta promote our, uh, get your our partners, uh, our partners other festival here. But it is, like, I'm going as a fan, and I'm, like, ecstatic. It's going to be amazing. That's so, cool. Yeah, we, um, we were lucky enough to go in 2019 uh, and have the whole experience with the press passes and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was that was a very good time. Slipknot headlined that one. Yep, yep. Um, we saw a lot of bands the first time. As they well. dropped that live in 2019, and I was like, "Oh no," because we had just announced <laughs> Ink like two months earlier. So here's the thing that I actually want to ask you: Is do you have to worry so much about? I mean, you do to an extent, radius clauses, mm-hmm. but yeah. but really, since it's the same company now, that's that's Sonic Temple, and that is Louder Than Life. I'm sure there's some flexibility there. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of flexibility. I think what we are definitely going to be trying to like, we don't want the same bands on on right. you know what I mean, like on the same festivals. So. Um, I would expect, you know, moving forward, there's going to be different bands. You know what I mean? Different headliners, different, you know, so. There might be a little bit of overlap. Like a Bear little Tooth bit of crossover. On, right, right, exactly. But, there might be a little bit. But I think, in all, I think you know, in general, though, we're going to try to make sure that they all have their own thing, you know. So, and and then obviously this, this year was a little bit weird because we're so close to Louder Than Life. But, you know, moving forward, we expect to be in either late July or early August that we haven't decided on dates yet, sure. but it'll be summer. You know what I mean? So there'll be some time in between. I think you're going to be have better better off for a few reasons, and I understand early September is not really risky either, yeah. but when you get into early fall or getting close there, you do deal with precipitation issues. Yeah. You can talk to anybody who's gone to Rock on the Range Sonic Temple for years. Yeah. There's so many problems, and I understand that spring. It's a little bit different, but we'll we, knock on wood over here. We haven't had rain yet, yeah. so like uh, we're like, but yeah, it's it's uh, one when of those you're things. in the middle of summer, you have a lot less to worry about. Yeah, besides heat, but mm-hmm. that's something would you stay hydrated in your yeah. Fine? We definitely got to keep everybody hydrated. So the July, I mean, it's been brutal in July heat wise. So you know, I mean, I just think it out loud. Like we've talked about, you know, going to the end of July or even early August just to kind of like because there's a significant degree change. There you know is. What I mean, going yeah. from. The weekend after July fourth, just which angle is, the sun, you know exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know we're we're, we're something we're discussing. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have to get back to you on that one. And I will like days, that from but... a personal level because I am a giant Cleveland Browns fan. And yeah. right now I have to figure out on day three because they announced the schedule. They announced it tonight, but they already announced one of the games of week one, and we play at four twenty-five on that Sunday. Oh boy! So I got to sit there. Do you have and VIP? Watch a band. Maybe we'll have to put a TV in VIP for the Browns fans. Bro, maybe. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, <laughs> that would I don't know. that would that would be kind of cool actually. <laughs> so have a little sports like I think uh, wasn't Exit One Hundred One did they a sports bar there didn't they? Yeah. Exit One Hundred One. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go to that festival. I but, didn't either. But yeah. I, I'd heard. I thought they had like a sports thing or something. That's smart. That's but smart. Yeah, you, know, like, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. So you get, you I was going to say what I'm going to have to do is, is figure out if I get service and watch it on my phone while I'm watching a band. But I yeah. like your idea better. Yeah. That's not, I, yeah, maybe think it out loud here. It's kind of a good idea. Yeah, like, hey, maybe perhaps. we can do that. I mean, I'm I sure I'm not the Ohio only Browns fan. I too. I think uh, on, on Saturday. So Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe, I'm, maybe. Sure, I'm sure there's plenty of people going who are fans <laughs> of both teams. That maybe would, we need to have, uh, yeah, maybe we need to bring this up at the next meeting. We'll see. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. So that. That's really cool. What can they expect now that DWP is involved from from a non musical standpoint, meaning more of the experience, whether it's food, yeah, or 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 the VIP or the press or any of these things that that you might have obviously done in the past, but we'll sure. have more resources to. to yeah, do. yeah. So I mean, this year alone, we've got you know the just like a lot like the VIP experience is amazing. Uh, we added bleachers in there that are massive uh, grandstand 
seating. You know what I mean? So, you know, as before, we had like a little small 40 by 40 platform for VIP people to stand on. Everybody hated it because they're like, if we're not in the front, we can't see anything. Or if there's somebody tall in front of me. So it was something we, we, we did there was, you know, trying to think of how to do elevated like, you know, seating. So grandstand made the most sense. Um, I think it's going to take about 12 days to build on site, but uh, it holds, you know, a good amount of people and it's, it's, it's high up. The bot, the first row is four feet off the ground. So one thing, obviously with some of these outdoor festivals is seating. It's just hard. You know, there's no place to sit except for, you know, if you bring your blankets or whatever else. So this will allow people to sit and, and have some really nice elevated viewing for the festival. Um, I think the VIP in general, like the tents are going to be, we're going to have more stuff in there, like, you know, more lounge stuff and, uh, and then food choices, upgraded food choices. You know, we're we're working right now trying to get like sushi and you know lobster and all oh, the good boy. stuff. You know what I mean? Like nothing so, seafood for me. Man. Nothing seafood for you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. You don't like that talk. raw fish? Yet? They had co- they had a cousins made lobster food truck yeah. at the last song temple, and I think I went every day. Cause oh, nice, nice. Yeah, don't stuff. quote me on the exact foods. I don't. We're not that far yet, but I just I'm just throwing <laughs> ideas out there that we had talked about. So. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then also, you know, just the grounds themselves, the stage is, is going to be huge. Um, so the stage is about probably a little more, a little less than double the size of previous years of ink, the main stage. Um, so it's going to be a larger stage, bigger lights, you know, bigger, bigger stage shows. I mean, lasers, lasers, yes, <laughs> sharks with lasers on their heads. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So no, the other thing too, this is a big deal for people that have been to ink is that the the, the stage has got three sides covered. Okay. So as everybody knows that comes to ink or has been to ink over the years, the sun sets behind the stage and you're literally blinded from about, uh, you know, like when midway through the show, you start getting blinded by the sun and we did the best we could with like mesh and covering it, whatever else. But this one's actually fully all sides covered. So that sun's going to be blinded. Uh, I think the stage is about 50 some feet high in the air. So it's going to really cast a lot of shade over that audience. Um, I mean, it's going to be awesome. People will love that. We also expanded the grounds this year um, by about 150,000 square feet. Wow. Um, so we're taking out a lot of fencing from the area, and um, we had to build a road in to an access road because we, we were taking over the one main road there. So it's just been a lot of work to the site. So I think people are going to be really impressed. Uh, we added a 52-acre a lot for parking, um, wow. which was really important because I know everybody was – uh, it, it was in the, the we call it the new orange. So the old orange, if you've been to the old orange, you understand what that old orange lot was. It was a, uh, you know, it was, you know, when you, when you do an event at a venue that doesn't have, it's not a venue, it's a prison. Uh, you have to kind of <laughs> get really creative with parking, you know? So, you know, the creativeness the with parking, we're like literally our first couple of years, every year we had to just ask all the area businesses around us, like, Hey, can we, uh, park cars here? You know, cause that's all you've got. And, um, you know, that one lot, uh, was a, excavating company and uh you know i don't know it was it was kind of that like sounds kind of sketchy it was kind of like walking through the grand canyon you oh, know what shit. i mean like it's like there's just areas <laughs> that were you know dusty and but you know i mean i, I hear that everybody liked that lot because it was really easy to tailgate in but you know but so this one is new this is gonna, a new grass field that we bought uh, from the state and uh it's it's pretty cool so did you have def- to jump through hoops for that I'd we imagine. did yes absolutely lots of hoops but uh you know <laughs> say that <laughs> but uh yeah it was it, it worked out well and i think people are really going to be happy it was just like i said it's just a big open grass lot which right. will be real accommodating to vehicles uh so right now we're just getting the gophers out of there and we'll have it ready by September. <laughs> I was going to ask about uh, the other half of the festival, the tattoo portion, because I've never been to yeah. a festival that has anything like that. And I've never been previous years either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of what can people expect 
from that? Are there uh, well-known tattoo artists? You can get tattoos there. There are competitions of any t- type of sort. Or oh, yeah. What can you really yeah. expect from that side of it? Since that's Lots of rusty side. needles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is a prison. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm joking. Um, Mike, you want to hop in on that or you want to you wanna give them some information on it? Yeah, we got about 70 artists that I handpick from all over the country, all different styles. And uh, some artists are taking uh, pre-appointments. Some are doing walk-ups. I'm trying to expand it, but I don't know. Uh, that's going to be rough. <laughs> I want to I add a whole other section downstairs, but that's probably going to be a couple more years. That's very cool, especially that they're all over the country. It's not just like local tattoos. Yeah, no, I hand pick them from all over. Like sometimes it takes me a month just to get one. It's like, and I'm yeah, sure these are. Like, these we do a competition yeah. every day from seven to nine. That's cool. They all go out there and compete outside, and then we got three judges. Robert Lasardo is one of our judges. Caladella Serdas are another one, and uh, Gen City. Gen Royal, yeah, is our other one. So they actually do the tattooing inside the reformatory. Inside itself. the prison, yep. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's a very unique experience. How do you sign up for that stuff? Do you sign up ahead of time online? Do you sign up when you get there? What do you mean sign up? Like if you wanted to get can you get tattoos there since you have all the artists or uh, Yeah, they got to go on our website incarceration.com okay. and then they click on tattoo artists and then it's got them all listed and then they contact the artist and then they work it out. Okay, yeah. With the artists. To figure out what appointments are available, what time slots are available, which which artists they want. Right, because I'm I'm curious as how because I want to get something while I'm there because I just such a unique experience and I'm sure other people are wondering how to do that as At well. At this point, most of them are pretty booked, but there's still some that are doing walk-ups. Right. So there's still a chance that you could walk up there. And Where get, they have like a book or something probably already. Well, you yeah, they some of them got. Uh, Tattoos that they're like, all right, we're doing these six tattoos this weekend. Right. Some other ones are like, they don't care whatever it is. You know, it's just walk-up times. Some of them are leaving extra days. Like, each day they got a couple spots open. Right. I mean, it, it all varies. But most of the big appointments for the big pieces are all, all pre-booked already. Got you. And I'd imagine that would be the case since it's sold out. But uh, there you go. You can do walk-ups potentially, and uh, they'll have books and uh, incarceration.com tattoos. That's right. So before we continue on more things, I have a couple other things I want to I want to mention. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and do the little uh, ticket giveaway c- contest, trivia, what have you. So what I'd like you to do is I'm posting this episode in the Incarceration Fan Facebook group. You'll know it's the only incarceration group that has like the most people in it. I'm also going to post it on all the All Things Music podcast um, social media websites. So just type in All Things Music podcast on Facebook or Twitter and you will find us. Um, so what I need you to do is answer the question in the comments below of where I post and I'm going to pick a winner at random and you're going to get uh, two general mission weekend wristbands. So the trivia question is, and this is this is going to sound difficult, but it's not, especially if for those uh, computer nerds out there that want to do some research. There are plenty of options to choose from, but I would like you to name three music videos that have been filmed at the Mansfield Reformatory. Now, i got to edit that if they heard that. Uh, now I want you to put the artist name and the song name. I don't want you to just say this person, this person, this person. I want the artist name and the song name. So three of them. I think total there are at least 15 to 20. So you have a lot to choose from. Obviously it's a really popular place to do a music video. So popular that I would never do a music video there now because everybody else has. (laughs) But 
Uh, that is the trivia question. So again, please answer that question in the comments below of where the the episode is posted, and we will pick a winner at random. Good luck. Um, now on to the possible elephant in the room. Personally, I am extremely in touch with all things pandemic these days because yeah. I have nothing else going on, and <laughs> I like to be. I like to know. I like to know what's going on as much as I can without being an expert. Sure. And know from from all the reliable sources. With that being said, let's let's ask you the first question, which I have a feeling I know the answer to already, but this is something that I'm sure has been asked before. Vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. Is there an answer to that? Well, I mean, I think I, what I, the way that I've always told everybody on this is, you know, the state has publicly said on a ton of occasions, like that they're not going to mandate that. Um, we've we've been told nothing different from that. Okay. So that's what I know as much as as you do. Sure. But but because they've made those statements publicly and have said multiple times they're not going to require businesses to to do that. You so know, what I will say about yeah. that is. And 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 again, this is this is me knowing way too much about something I right. shouldn't know much about. When the state says we are not mandating vaccine passports, mm-hmm. the state's only authority to mandate them is in government facilities. So even if they were to say it's not like the mask mandate, yeah, if they were to say we are mandating vaccine passports, incarceration would still have the option to say we personally are not because we are a private business. So I just wanted to know what 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 fans may or may not expect. Yeah. Again. I do strongly believe that come September, our situation in this pandemic is going to look vastly di- different than it does on, yeah, on May 12th. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads me to my second question. If and when this looks different and we will be having, by all accounts, full-capacity football venues and full mm-hmm. capa- all of these things are going to get back to as normal as they possibly can. Will there be more tickets released, or are you guys sitting at a 50% capacity for sure? Um, well, I mean, right now we're sitting at a sold-out show. So, I mean, we're yeah, right. we're, uh, we won't are we will be releasing any more tickets. Um, so we um, we have a little bit of a flexible capacity okay. based on yes. our, our setup, right? So uh, the way we're set up right now, we won't be changing it, um, and there won't be any more tickets available. So this thing is sold out, gotcha. which makes your – Ticket giveaway even more important. It right does, now. yes, because I was under the impression. You can correct me if I'm wrong here. I was under the impression that yeah. this we, is sold out, but not full capacity. No, so we we um we when we when we were in July, mm-hmm. we were doing limited capacity, which is why we said we moved to September. We we wanted to go to a uh we want to give everybody a full experience as opposed to you know. So this is full capacity. Yeah, in a way, I mean, like I said, it's it's not a venue, so we could we could get more in there I if we want. Yeah, right. so it be it's just kind of a difficult thing to to say full capacity but yeah i mean i think for all for all intents as and purposes close as it's gonna be as close as it's gonna be okay. i mean yeah if we if Thank we did a different setup that, it'd be really a, difficult I had a different yeah. thing in mind okay interesting yeah. interesting so yeah we are definitely at full capacity right now so right and i do think again and this is me knowing too much yeah i i i will and i'm not gonna speak for you guys yeah but uh dewine is actually he already spoke i don't know what he said but uh, Fauci came out two days ago and said we're about done with masks. Mm-hmm. He said yeah. the, the the restrictions are, are going to be pulled off here pretty soon. So I would venture to say, yeah, even even that it's an outdoor festival. I, me talking, not DWP and not you, I I don't think masks will be required at incarceration. Yeah, I mean, I you know the way basically what Dewine had said, uh, you know, during 
the, the reopen talk about reopening and stuff was mm-hmm. once we hit fifty, I think it was fifty cases per yes. hundred thousand. Forty now, although the new data just came out an hour ago. So yeah, I, I think it's a little bit lower now. Yeah. So I mean, we saw like I think eleven percent drop like last week or whatever. I mean, I follow this stuff every day as well. Yes. Obviously, and for some relative um, perspective, in December we were at seven hundred and thirty. So yeah. for, go from seven hundred and thirty to one hundred forty to probably a hundred now. I would get, I guess we're we're getting real close here. Correct. Yeah. So it's it's going it's going down, and once we hit fifty, I mean, from from what they said is that they're going to release all yeah. mandates in Ohio. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I I, I can't speak for what we're going to do in September because it's just it's still so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think things are going to look a lot different. If we didn't think that, we wouldn't be having a concert. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and 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 you know, I think there's a lot of confidence on all sides of of this festival that 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 if any restrictions, you know what I mean, they would be minor you know what i'm saying so i I just we feel pretty confident going into it we're hoping for none um but you know obviously we're gonna do whatever the state you're at the behest of of the state so we're really at that and like right now like we tell everybody it's it's just too early to tell you exactly what it's going to be in september um but you know i i feel we feel great about it i we probably feel the same as you i mean we obviously i think the fans feel good about it too i mean just just from the from a ticket buying standpoint oh, yeah. i mean they bought everybody's ready man they re- they're ready they're ready to go and out that's the thing there, i've so. talked to i've talked to a couple of people at live nation who mm-hmm. i who are, i know that uh, the one thing in the the concert industry in general has been who's going to make the first move everybody's yeah. afraid to make the first yeah. move and then somebody finally makes the first move and it's a trickle down effect well, there's a lot of festivals in july i mean a lot of festivals it's wonderstruck the, it's the is, is that one, the one in cleveland it's yes. like an alt fest yeah yeah that that one's going on rock fest in wisconsin i mean mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of festivals in july so i mean before we go in september there's gonna be a lot of people dabbing their foot in the water and uh and you know, and a lot sooner, right? Just I think the confidence level is just going to keep rising and, and getting to. back out there. Yeah. It feels weird. I mean, we've been we've walking been around and, and, and with masks on for a yeah. year now. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was telling him earlier. I was like, look, I mean, like it's weird to like walk into a room with people and, and not wear a mask. You know, because obviously, like you know, vaccinations or whatever else, you, we mm-hmm. can do that now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just it's been a weird mental thing it's very strange how one year maybe a little over a year can condition you to feel a certain way i mean i i for the longest time i would see friends out in really crowded events i'd be like bro what are you doing yeah and now you're like it's okay it's okay (laughs) we can have fun again we're allowed to have fun again yeah so it's i I, i'm happy like i'm just happy the music is back and that these festivals are back i mean i think that from a mental standpoint emotional standpoint people need this in in life you know what i mean it's like it's really important for everybody's state of mind and and to and to get back out there and start enjoying things again i can tell you concerts are a personality trait for me that's how much it was i mean i i would i would go to one two a week for a while just just going to shows and (laughs) and to have them gone and and i also work full-time in the music industry so to finally think about having a career again is mm-hmm. very uh where do you work i i own a record label called liquid sound records cool there so, you go yeah uh you know music management and all that and awesome. uh, it's been very hard because there's nothing to do how i can yeah. i can get my clients sync licensing i can do some promotions and, and people the nice thing about the pandemic is a lot of people have been releasing music because that's all that is there is to do right now yeah um but from a booking standpoint and some of these other things yeah just, there's just nothing and there's been nothing <laughs> yeah. and, and and i'm okay because i can still maintain a, a clientele but some of people such as yourself or others who work literally only in the live events industry yep it's it's nothing until now yeah so we all got to think about about that when we're uh, there's a lot of online chatter and there's a lot of of people who 
I hate to use the term woke because I agree with some of wokeness and I disagree with a lot of wokeness, but there are some people who want to just uh, chastise people for having concerts even though it's safe now. It yep. is, and it will be, and it will continue to be. Oh, my God, I can't believe this band is having a concert in September of 2021. <laughs> That's nuts. I, I'm never going to blah, 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 blah. That's fine if you don't want to, but like it's okay. Like yeah. we we got to get back to being okay with all of this. Yeah, and and we're we're on our way there. I mean, and and it's it's not far. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not far away. And you know, I always say like, wait this long, I can wait till September. You know what I mean? Like Man. I can definitely wait till September. So, um, I uh, yeah, we feel great about it. I think that we're gonna see a different a different world, a different country at least. You know, at that point. Um, so we're excited about it. I mean, we're excited to have a festival. I mean, like, you know, you take some of the stuff that's taken for granted and like now you don't look back and, and it's just, man, it's, you know, wow. <laughs> we, yeah. We've been sitting on our hands for a while. So it's like, it's just fun to get back out there. Yeah. So, so we'll ask you something that we ask most of our guests. Okay. Especially in your position. What is, give me one of the craziest stories or craziest experiences you've had as co-founder of incarceration. Oh man! Whether it's you don't have to name the band, you can. Yeah. By all means, we've had plenty of, of uh, <laughs> uh, interesting stories from different promoters and things. Um, no, I think uh, I think a, a a moment for us, which I don't know, man. Gosh, it's hard to say. It there could was, be anything. There was that crazy lady that that came here. She drove from. Oh, man, I don't know if I should say this. No, never mind. Um, I, I, I actually got to pull back on that one. Hang on. one. Yeah, no, yeah. Could, why, don't do it. You yeah. can tell me off air. But I'll tell you off yeah, air, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, man, crazy stories. I mean, I don't know. It's it's such a tough thing to answer. I, I think that, um, gosh, you put me on the spot. It's hard to. No, that that one doesn't. That's not that crazy. That I, I will be honest with you. I see yeah. that at a lot of festivals. At a lot of festivals, yeah. It's cool. It's it is dope. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the craziest thing, w- just in general, was uh, uh, being able to pull this thing off in year one. Um, so I so okay, so I got one. So and right. in 2018, right? So you think of everything for a show, right? You 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 know, every single thing from food trucks to water lines to porta potties to you know, I mean, just every possible angle, right? Right. So we're right before showtime, literally like an hour, right? There's a line, and. Um, realize well first thing that happens right we get a we get a guy standing by these railroad tracks and he's like you guys can't cross the railroad tracks because you know there's railroad tracks Absolutely. that cross the lot so long story short you know, they weren't gonna let us cross so we had to make some phone calls we had to get him on the intro it was like really like, all these things happened real quick right wow so because people weren't gonna be allowed to cross over that was the first thing so that was like t minus 60 minutes the doors opening mm-hmm. right so then t minus like uh 45 minutes there's nobody at the door. Oh, there's, no, no. there's no, there's nobody running the door. Like there's not anybody taking tickets. Come there's nobody in. like, there's like, we have no staff. Nobody staffed it. Everybody thought there was somebody else doing it. So, you know, there's like literally like nobody taking tickets. There's nobody doing wristbands. There's nobody there. There's no, I don't have anybody. See, all do- of these mistakes happen once. They never they, happen they again. They never happen again. No. It's it, this thing. Like literally I had nightmares about it afterwards. Like, so pretty much everybody's wife or girlfriend from the festival became the door people. Oh and, my uh, God. <laughs> and that's, and that's like this one guy, Luke, that was working with us at the time. It's just him and his poor wife were celebrating their, their birthdays and anniversary on the same weekend. Wow. So, and then meanwhile, so he's running around working the show. They don't see each other. She's, 
running the door yeah. all weekend long. You know, so it was just like oh. it was the craziest thing. And it's like how how do you forget the? It's like because everybody thought somebody else did it, yes. right? It's one of those things and, where you, no uh, one talks about it. Just assume that it's that's been taken care of. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> it was like what are what are we gonna do? The doors are opening. There's nobody to take wrist tickets and wristbands. So it was hilarious looking back on it. But man, that was terrifying and funny all at the same time. You know, when you think about that's it. That's crazy. That was probably the craziest story. Because I mean, how do you not have ticket takers at a, at a show? You know what no, I mean? No, that's so, chaos. That was us in 2018, our first year. So that was uh, Very interesting. interesting. We thought everything else, though. At least we had the bands and we had good stages. All right, I got so. one more question for you. I'll leave it to Ian to, to finish it off if he wants. Sure. My uh, This is about the lineup. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to know, one, who are you most looking forward to see? Mm-hmm. And number two, who haven't you seen that you're, you're most lo- – I guess, like, who haven't you seen that you're really looking forward to see? And who have you seen that you're most looking forward to see? All right, so, I mean, I think Mudvayne, I'm obviously just – so stoked about. Have uh, you seen them before? Never. Yeah, no. I don't think a lot of us have. Yeah, so like I, I'm really excited to see that set. Um, and then who have I, who have I seen before that I'm excited about? Yeah. Oh, there's a couple. I mean, a day to remember. I love uh, live. There's so much fun. Um, let's see. Oh, I could I could put Beartooth in that one that I haven't seen that I'm excited. Really, about you seeing. haven't seen Beartooth? Not seen Even Beartooth. Being an Ohio guy. Yep, I have oh, not seen them, so I'm stoked to see them. Uh, but ones I have seen, I would say a day to remember. Uh, motionless and white. Uh, definitely excited to see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, there's so many on here. Uh, yeah, those those two I'm really stoked about seeing that I've already seen. For sure. But then when you go to the ones that I haven't seen, oh, Fever Thirty Three is gonna be a good one too. They're, they're very awesome good live. live. Yes. Um, I mean they're also good, but the Who is another one I haven't seen that I want to see. Um, that Mongolian. I was metal supposed is, to see them like, at Sonic Temple 2020. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, we all so. know it got canceled. You know, right. so so we were super excited to get them because you know we didn't know obviously them being overseas if it was going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it sounds like it's it's all good. So that's awesome. We're we're stoked about them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just feel I feel really good about the lineup this year, I and I think that there's a lot of bands that you're going to be. It's gonna keep people people occupied, you know, watching yeah. it. So, well, I think for me, you know, being somebody who really likes metalcore and and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I was very nervous because you you never know what you're gonna get with these lineups. Right. But I kept saying, if I see a Slipknot on it, it doesn't matter what any of these <laughs> other bands are. I am. Uh, they're my number one band. They've I've I actually uh, was at Quonset Hut in Akron, 1996, and got Meat Feed Kill and Repeat demo from them. Yeah. That's how long I've been listening to those guys, and I've That's been awesome. uh, like borderline obsessed. And they're the only band that I fanboy over. I meet bands all the time. Nothing matters. <laughs> But if I can ever interview somebody from Slipknot, my life is is good. I'm good. I'm yeah. Whatever. So That's that awesome. was that was uh, number one. But I really uh, I've seen Spite in a club show. I've never seen them in a festival. That's gonna be. Where did you, you see them at the Foundry in Lakewood? Uh, no, I saw them at the Fantasy. In oh, was it Fantasy? Uh, That's and I believe it. Like, we saw them together, Ian, for uh, Chelsea Grin show. Yeah, it was yeah. just it wasn't that long ago, right? No, it yeah. was right yeah. before everything went down. Yeah, that's I heard. Um, I heard they did. Really love well Wage War. Um, I've never seen August Burns Red. Believe it or not, I've I've. Yep. I, I know about Me all their neither. stuff, and they're actually my, my Christmas soundtrack because they have a dope Christmas instrumental. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's so cool. Um, Attila always brings it. Fire from the Gods, who I'm actually going to end up seeing twice because they just announced that they're going to be uh, opening for Corn and Stained on the You're going to see them once. So we have an announcement coming on that one. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah. <laughs> they are doing the Corn Tour, and as you see, uh, so yeah, we'll be they talking about a... that soon. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's definitely an announcement coming about Fire from the Gods for for several, for, for you know, for that weekend. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it's okay. uh, unfortunate, but 
Yeah. Fair enough. Um, you get the exclusive on your podcast. Yeah, That's clearly. That's what it is, man. That's what happens. Clearly. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many good bands from just the main... Killswitch Engage always brings it. Yeah. Ice Nine Kills is fun. Um, and then I always I always like to look at the smaller guys just because there's a lot of bands that, that are like hidden gems and like we were talking about. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Along Came a Spider, group mm-hmm. listening to them. Yep. Sink the Ship, they're friends with my band. Um there's so Covalescence is Chris's like that's his that's, that's his, his cash yeah, cow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Killer's Confession is going to be fun because I used to be a giant Mushroom Head fan before. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then I met everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't mind throwing shade. I I'm still friends with a lot of the former members. Yeah. But anybody that's currently in the band, I'm just not. I don't. I'm cool not even with. sure. Who, yeah. I don't know. Like so. Killer's Confession. Members, yeah. uh, the vocalist is Waylon. Re- Re- yeah. Waylon definitely. Yeah, I know Waylon. He's yep. awesome. He's a fun dude. He's, yeah. he's a really. Really yeah, he's cool great. Guy, uh, yeah, so. we're excited about them. I really yeah. like their their the singles they're pumping out are really good, and yeah. they're getting some some good airplay, and I'm I'm happy for. Them. I'm excited. And now here is the full circle story. So, right before the pandemic hit, what we do as a podcast, and mm-hmm. we've done this whether it is a DWP festival or just on our own, is we see a band coming to town. As it gets closer, we hit up their PR agent, say, "Hey, we got a podcast. Can we interview them? Yep. You know, before the show." So we were on a real good war role with Wage War and uh, a bunch of other people we interviewed. I don't remember specifically. Um, and our uh, it was March twelfth, twenty twenty, and we were ready to interview Bad Omens at House of Blues. Okay. And yep. we were all set, and we got there. And this is right when it hit. I mean, right that first game, the NBA game that canceled, it was the same day. And we're not, we don't know what's going on or anything like that. And I'm friends with Matt, who's the tour manager for Bad Omens, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm texting him I'm like, hey, we're sitting here at the box office. We're waiting we to get in because you know usually got to get the, the passes to get back and everything. And um, we, we we waited for like an hour, an hour and a half. And he comes out and he's like, I'm so sorry, the tour's been canceled. We can give you five minutes with the band, or we can just you know next time we're in town we'll hit you up. Yeah. I'm thinking it's gonna last a year and a half. I'm like, yeah, next time you're in town, that's fine. Because where are we gonna get out five minutes? Right. Um. So. Fast forward to now, they might be one of the first bands we we uh, have back on the podcast. That'd I be talked awesome. To Matt, I was like, "Hey yeah. man, can we set this up again?" Yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> so I thought that was a really cool thing, and I love Bad Omens. They're all yeah, great. they're great. They they played in 2018. They were okay. they were they played uh, Friday night in 2018, and uh, that's a band that's been growing a lot as well. Like, so we're excited to have them back. Well, I was gonna say something that I forgot, but uh, of course, well, yeah, I was just gonna say I'm gonna give you my bands, and then Mike, if you want to give your bands, just out of curiosity, <laughs> we'll just go down the list. Uh, Mine's probably gonna be Kill Switch, and I mean I can get real scene kid with everyone and say asking Alexandria. Can they play anything from their yeah, well they're you know stand up and scream, nothing else, no, <laughs> just front to back. I'm throwing shade. I'm just kidding. But uh, Rob Zombie, I saw him a couple years ago. I I think Rob Zombie's great. Uh, I like Chevelle a lot. Uh, my favorite two probably. If I had to choose, and you tied me down and beat me, uh, Kill Switch and Chevelle, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Devil Wears Prada. I'm making it three. There you go. Did you uh, hear a new song? No, I did not. Dude, what? It's fire. So Devil Wears Prada has a new song. Didn't realize that. Check it out, album, Spotify. Out new album coming out, Zombie Two. Just repeated everything Ryan said. <laughs> uh, I'm curious what this Berkeley College Music thing is up here. Um. I'm not um, entirely sure. Right. Uh, with uh, that was yeah, that was uh, is it like concert band. Or yeah, I don't know what I'm that not, is. I, I, I'm not sure if 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 they're if 
I'm not sure, honestly. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> but no, it's a great lineup. Uh, I'm excited for sure. And uh, two lucky people get to be excited too. Uh, Mike, you got any favorites off here? Who's the number one band in this bill, Mike? I'm doing the interview <laughs> now. Who's the number one band that you want to see this year? <laughs> well, obviously Mudvayne. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's it. It's got to be Mudvayne. <laughs> Will they come out in full? That's the question. That is the question. That is the question. I hope so, too. I, I think, don't know if they're, they're... I think we just got to keep it a mystery. They're, I think we just got to be all be you know, excited. I feel like somebody knows happens. the answer to this question. <laughs> I really don't. If, if somebody did, does. Somebody knows. That's not, in the not band. us. Yeah, but I, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. I'm very interested to see that. because Somebody that, will be know, but cool. yeah, we don't know. But uh, no, that, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like. It is important, you know what I mean. I think we're all crossing the our festival. For it. You know, it would yeah. be one thing if they were playing just you know a different festival mm-hmm. somewhere that didn't have a theme, but this is incarceration. Right, right. Exactly. We're talking about body art. I mean, this is going to be you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is going to be big. So like, yeah. let's let's get them out there. I mean, if anything, we'll we'll just you know put the good. We'll make sure that they that's in the contract or something. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to ask before we uh, dip out? Not really. I'm pretty good. Uh, and as always, yeah. I'm going to say it, bro. I almost forgot what, what I said. I always have like a tagline that I leave the podcast with. But then since I stopped doing the podcast for a little bit, I started a YouTube reaction channel. Now I have a different tagline. So I was like, what the hell do I say? But anyways, please follow us on Facebook, All Things Music Podcast, Twitter, All Things Music Podcast. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're literally on every single uh, third party, second party, and first party podcasting platform. So with that all being said, as always, we're out.